We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition, Valentine's Day edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. He's in the Clark Ford studio this morning. We'll discuss Ole Miss's 75-63 loss to Kentucky Wildcats from Rupp Arena on Tuesday night. Rebels now uh, no margin for error the rest of the way, but it's a bigger issue than that. We'll discuss that and more coming up. Ole Miss football continues to get all the hype, uh, including the Grove Collective mentioned in a couple other stories over the last few days. Really interesting uh, story on Florida's collective. Kind of bookended in a way you know it really started with them back in the Jaden Rashada thing and talking about they were trying to do and now still struggling in a lot of areas there in Gainesville with the uh, Gators probably at the beginning of a pretty tough season for Florida so some college football stuff we've got uh, ESPN paying a ton of money for the college football playoff now that it's with uh, 12 teams we'll hit that and a few other things coming up here on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford I-55 North Mississippi blue skies all around so if you pass one, stop in. We appreciate it when you uh, do that. Beer caves, lunch specials, 569, couple sides of bread, any size fountain drink, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and uh, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your... Uh, quote the rest is up to you you can shop that quote around or you can do what i've done what i recommend that you do and that's hop into a clark ford today 662-257-1900 guests join on the campbell clinic hotline the campbell clinic is in oxford now 2608 south lamar boulevard suite 102 just across the street from the uh, cottages at hooper hollow the campbell clinic provides full service orthopedic care everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care pediatric orthopedics physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to campbellclinicoxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, 
We'll start off with, uh, with with basketball simply because I don't think we're going to sit here for a terribly long time today. After uh, last night, I don't think there's tons of minutia to break down from this game. That, nope. uh, again, was Kentucky winning by 12, but frankly controlling um, about 38 minutes of this game. Ole Miss was pretty hot at the very beginning, and then beyond that, Kentucky um, did whatever it wanted to. And when you look at the stat sheet and everything else, it completely bears that out. I mean, I've got it here. I mean, Ole Miss – Kentucky outshoots them from the field 52% to 38%. Uh, Three-point line, 33% to 23%. Free throw line, 76 to 56. Uh, Kentucky did turn it over three more times, but it did not matter. Uh, rebounds Ole Miss actually did incredibly well. They rebounded with them, only getting beat 37-34 and had 12 offensive boards to Kentucky's uh, five. But Kentucky had uh, 12 blocks as a team, including the one guy who had 10 uh, by himself. Just, uh, you know, look, they didn't shoot it overly well. Um, I did not think they played energetic, disciplined, composed basketball for most of the game. And, you know, we, we, we talked about yesterday, you pointed out that while Kentucky had its deficiencies, you had to be fairly skilled in the post to completely take advantage of them. Um, CSA got an early foul trouble. Ole Miss doesn't have that type of player in the front court whatsoever. And, and that's what showed. But beyond that, you and I mentioned it right before we started the show in a couple different ways. I thought, and again, you and I are always really careful about this because when some a team is flat, you don't say they didn't try or they quit or anything like that. So I'm not right. saying that. But they did not look like an energetic basketball team last night. Their body language is not very good. Um, Chris was less engaging than normal in a, in a post game last night. It just, frankly, again, about two minutes into the game and the rest of the way, it looked pretty listless for the Rebels last night at Rupp. Yeah, it was weird. I thought about this last night late watching the game because, I, I full disclosure, I had the game on mute because there were a couple things going on. I, Getting over a soccer loss and 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 um, something going on with one of our other kids, so we were at phone conversations and stuff. The game was on mute, and it hit me as I was watching it. If you came down and told somebody, somebody woke up from a thirty-day nap, and you said one of these teams lost a home game on Saturday, and it led to a lot of criticism, and the other teams had a week off to get ready for this. You absolutely would have guessed. Oh shit! Who do who did Ole Miss lose to on Saturday? Mm-hmm. You would have you would have assumed Kentucky was the rested, energetic, focused man. I'm so tired of practicing. I'm ready to play a game team, and that Ole Miss was the flat. We're just not over what happened Saturday yet. We're just we're not there yet, team. And in, and it ended up being the opposite. I thought Kentucky was the team that played with energy. And yeah, I would never do the Q word. Because I hate that word. Because that's it's, you're reading people's minds. But from a body language standpoint, and and again, watching Chris's post game with the UK media, and it was all Kentucky media asking him basically questions about Kentucky. But there wasn't the usual pop in his voice that there that there is. So I, I don't I don't know what that whether we're and you and I could both be completely wrong. I mean. We could find out later that, no, they had great practices and, and all that stuff, and, and you guys are both idiots. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to argue. Um, but that's what it looked like. And, you know, this team has a talent ceiling. And that, that's just a reality. There's yeah. a talent ceiling. And so for them to win, 
games against teams that are more talented, they're going to have to bring a different kind of juice. And they've done that a few times. I didn't feel like that got that happened last night. And it puts them in a weird spot where you, you, you're right. Look, there is there is a clear talent ceiling. There is a a clear they they don't have a lot of different ways to win basketball games. They kind of have one way to win basketball games: is to shoot and be guard oriented and and make the extra pass and do all those things and just kind of survive everywhere else with defense and rebounding. Because we said earlier in the week, this looks nothing like a Chris Beard team looks when you look at his entire history whatsoever. And it's it's a weird spot for them. They're, they've lost three in a row now. I get that uh, two of those were on the road and one of them was to a top 10 team in Auburn at the Pavilion. But you know you got to protect home floor. They've had a terrible second half against the Tigers after having a, I don't know, nine-point lead, whatever it was there at the break. Um, even though most people could see what's coming. And it, it feels like a limp here for this final month of the season. There's seven SEC games left. And the irony of it is, going into the year, had we said, hey, this is where they're sitting, we're going, oh, phenomenal coaching job, and they're in it, and that's all you could ask for, and all those different things. And I sure. look at the schedule, and it's still there. It's still yeah. technically doable. There is a way to 10 wins that is not completely crazy. For mm-hmm. Ole Miss the rest of the way. Now, in saying that, everything kind of has to go perfect because I'm sitting here looking at it. Ken Palm's got them ready at 22 and 9, 9 and 9 in the SEC, meaning if you're going to get to 10, you got to steal one somewhere else. They have mm-hmm. a game at Georgia they're projected to lose, but they're given a 45% chance of winning. And then you have two very difficult games at home against Alabama, 29% per Ken Palm and 28% against Mississippi State in Starkville per Ken Palm. And look, yeah. I, I think that's the thing is I'm not going crazy analytics heavy here with this at all, but I am saying that it's no longer, I, you know, they're really worried about that Detroit Mercy's hurting their analytics. No, this is kind of who this team is right now. They, 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 these numbers feel very legitimate, and it feels like, look, 9-9 nine and nine is a hell of an accomplishment in year one if that's where it ends up, but – they're going to have to play really good basketball to get to 10. There's no, there, there, there aren't five gimmies left on this schedule. No, look, they have to beat Missouri twice. They've got to beat Texas A&M at home at the end of the season. That's three. I think they have to win at Georgia. That's four. And then you got to win one of the other three games. And that's, to your point, right, that is beating a really good team. You either got, you either got to beat Alabama at home, and you got to bring it to beat Alabama at home. You got to beat South Carolina at home, and that, there's a there's a matchup issue there because Ole Miss doesn't have that talented offensive big, and then they have defensive bigs. Jamarian Sharp block shots. Cisse is a, a, a really good defender. Neither one of them bring a lot offensively to the table, unless you create lobs and stuff for them. And then uh, you get at Mississippi State, which traditionally is an incredibly difficult assignment especially in a year where you already won at home. They're going to be juiced for you. They're playing better. Uh, they, they're, they're playing with some desperation because they dug a bit of a first-half hole in the SEC, all of those things. So you got to win one of those games, and you can't stumble in one of the others. you you got to beat – got to win in Athens. You've got to win in Columbia, Missouri. You, you've got to beat Missouri at home on Saturday, and, and you've got to beat Texas A&M at the end. So if you win those four, that's nine. And then can you win one of the other three? And if you do, you're going to make the tournament. Because the thing that people do about the tournament, they're like, well, this team sucks and this team sucks. and this. Yeah, but 68 teams, man. I mean, there's when you get into who's on the 8, 9, 10, 11 brackets, those are all flawed teams. They're, those are 
Those are teams that have big warts. Um, Ole Miss has a big wart. You see it. It's like right there. But they're not alone in, in the dermatologist office, if you will. So it's – look – if they beat Missouri at home on Saturday, and they certainly should, I would think Ken Palm gives them like a eighty percent chance or something, maybe more. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, if if they beat Missouri at home, they're six and six in the league after two thirds of league play, and you go into the final third with a chance, and that's really all that. Eighty three percent. Eighty three percent. So you 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 win that game, and then six and six, and you head down the stretch, and you see if you can. Find some magic somewhere. I mean, that's what you wanted. You wanted to be in the conversation after three straight years of being not in the conversation. And if they beat Missouri at home on Saturday, and I think they should, and they, I think they will, the last three weeks are going to be pretty damned interesting. From a, but I think sometimes people, us included, keep expecting this team to look fantastic, and I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's in their repertoire against good teams. I, I think they're going to have to kind of grind a, a, a win out the way that they did against Mississippi State, you know, where you have to really shoot it and be opportune in stretches defensively. And yesterday, they just didn't shoot, last night in, in Lexington, they just didn't shoot it well enough to give themselves any kind of a chance. People are like, well, Kentucky finally defended. Eh, I don't know. They missed a lot of open looks. Anyway, they missed eight free throws. I mean, you know, you can't go to the free throw line and miss. And that's part of the problem with their bigs is their bigs aren't good free throw shooters. And so, they, again, there's a, there's, a, there's a talent ceiling. And when you bump that ceiling, you, you start to see it. And as you get more sample size, it's going to create because you're not just riding this momentum. You know, they were on this home winning streak thing for so long that just rode and rode and rode and rode. And then once that bubble gets popped, you end up having to just kind of figure it out. And that's the thing here. I mean, again, last thing here on this schedule, Missouri, 83%. Okay, 6-6. Six and six. They go to start, well, probably 6-7. and seven. And then you come home for just one hell of a week because you've got South Carolina and Alabama back-to-back at home at the Pavilion for those two games. And they are get, they have a 55% chance per Ken Palm to beat South Carolina and, as I mentioned, a 29% chance to beat Alabama. But when you step on the court against South Carolina, it is five games that are either in your arena or you're in playing bad teams on the road. So, sure, a 5-0 and finish is not completely whatever and a – Two and three finish is not completely out of the way. But my point is, it's all winnable games. This team's problem right now is consistency on energy and coming and playing the same kind of basketball. So it's it's talent, but it's bigger than that. Because when you get this deep into a schedule, it's simply your ability to to rebound mentally and physically and get back into this thing. And right now, this team is just not showing very much consistency. It's three games in a row where they've had such lulls beyond simply getting outplayed that can't happen if they're going to try to find four or five wins the rest of the way. It's not possible. So, yeah, no, they they've got to, like you said. I mean, they've got to got to beat Missouri. Realistically, you're going to Mississippi State. You're going to lose. Realistically, that's going to put you at six and seven. And then you get South Carolina at home, and it's a game. Frankly, when you start talking about this game by game, have to. That's have the to. game. That, that's the game you must win. If if it goes by chalk over the next two meaning you beat Missouri at home, you lose in Starkville. That's your game. Because if you win it, you're 7-7. Seven and seven. If you lose it, you're 6-8, and eight, and this thing gets weird. But if you 
beat South Carolina at home, even if you lose at home to Alabama, which isn't going to hurt you, the path is there. Win in Missouri, win in Athens, win at home against A&M, and, and you're in. You're good. You had the Nashville with probably not a hell of a lot of pressure on you. And then, you know, the, we, it's probably not too early to have the conversation about what does 9-9 nine and nine look like. If you're 9-9, nine and nine, if you subscribe to the theory that the committee watches the first couple of days of the tournament to separate some bubble teams, Ole Miss will go to Nashville playing a meaningful game for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. First time since, I guess, the year after the COVID stuff. You know, they played LSU in that Friday quarterfinal where a win probably got them in. Since then, everything's just been, you know, Wednesday night elimination games where it didn't matter. You weren't going to win five games in five days, so who really gave a damn whether you won or lost that night? I mean, that's kind of kind of where they are. I mean, unless they can pull something off. I mean, and that's the great part about it is that there's – I don't know what the percentage is on at Mississippi State. I would guess that they're like a 20-something – you know that maybe you maybe you hit it, maybe that's the big moment. Because look, if this team's going to make the tournament, there's going to be a big moment. Something's going to happen that there's a breakthrough and somebody makes a big bucket or they have a big run or there's a big defensive stop in one of those three games. I mean, I think Tupelo is right. It, nine and nine. I think you need two tournament wins. Probably. We're doing it in a vacuum. Again, we're not rating them against other bubble teams. But just in general, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Because your metrics aren't great. Your net's still sitting around 60 right now. I mean, net's got to come up 15 spots. It's got to get into the low 50s for sure. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I mean, like, look, if you went to Starkville and won, your net's going to jump. If you beat Alabama at home, your net's going to take a jump. If you beat South Carolina at home, your net's going to get a little bump. Um. And then the other games, you got to win them. You just got to win them. You can't lose any. You can't lose to Missouri. You can't lose at Georgia. You just can't. And you got to be at A and M at home. So I, I, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I know. So. It's college basketball. It's there's there. There's a inconsistency that is baked into college basketball. Look at A and M lost at Vanderbilt last night, coming off of a dominant performance over Tennessee. There's an inconsistency and an unpredictability that is baked into college basketball. It's why this run that Tyler's on betting with his little criteria club thing that I love to make fun of, and yet it kind of seems to be working. And you're like, well, maybe you figured out a formula because you, you, when, you, when you figure it out, there's, you've got to bake those things in. There, it, the, the, the teams are inconsistent. There's an unpredictability. And then there is a, this year especially, that people are really starting to talk about, there is a massive advantage for home teams. Yes. More than ever before. Yeah. Again, a and Buzz, Buzz Williams goes, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they get Tennessee at home on Saturday and just beat the hell out of a legitimate Final Four contender and turn around, what, three nights later and go play a really bad Vanderbilt team and lose. Yeah, I'll look at that more in a uh, in a second. First, Northeast Spark, any SPARC service people across rural communities, two packages, 
the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. It's the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, powering this podcast right now. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone servers, parental controls, network security, and much more. So give the office a call. Again, 662-238-3159. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with your retirement game plan. So whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what he and they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Memphis or North Mississippi, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just a dollar. That's right. All items start at just one dollar, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Uh, we talked about this the other day. Today's Wednesday, so Ole Miss's home baseball opener is a week away. Uh, they got a home series that week, next weekend as well. We talked about basketball and all that stuff coming up, big games at the Pavilion if you want to Get decked out in our Ole Miss gear. The place to go to do it is the College Corner. Two locations in Jackson, one in Oxford, just off of Sisk Avenue and the Oxford Commons. You can also go online at collegecornerstore.com to get all of your Ole Miss gear from the College Corner. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. I'm sorry, Argent Wealth. It used to be Pinnacle. I'm, I've been saying Pinnacle for years now, so it's going to take me a minute to not mess that up. Argent Wealth. Argent Wealth, based in Rat, uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi. They provide uh, clients uh, services in more than 20 states. They uh, provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's myargentwealth.com. See a uh, little news from an assistant coach standpoint out of our friends at ugasports.com. Uh, they just posted a story. It said special teams coordinator Scott Cochran, longtime Alabama strength coach, no longer part of the Georgia football program. Details are not available, but sources state that Cochran's office was empty on Wednesday morning. So, no idea. Just yeah, uh, I mean, I hope it's nothing awful, but there was a time when his star was awfully bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, good question here. Tupelo Reb says, we always talk about a Chris Beard team, and what does that look like? Neil, what does a, t- a typical Chris Beard team look like? Defensive oriented, um, big guards, big guards, um, pretty switchable defenses, meaning guys who can defend multiple positions where you don't have to just completely rely on drop defense. He likes to play a defensive scheme that really makes it difficult for teams to score in the paint, teams to score in the middle. He makes teams shoot over you they usually have big guards that can close out well and make shooting difficult um and then offensively just very tough very disciplined 
going to take – look, it's going to take more than one season to build the type of team that he wants. And if Chris stays here for a length of time, you'll see that over time. Um, and in this era of college basketball, with the portal and everything, it's, it's really going to come down to are the resources going to be available – to put together the type of team that he likes to assemble. And I don't know the answer to that question. And I don't mean that in a cryptic way either, at all, zero. I just don't know. I mean, the, the, I mean, this is the crazy part of this, Chase, if you think about it. Now, look, the guy's an elite coach. When a million people tell you he's an elite coach, they're not all wrong. Um. But what he did at Texas Tech was done in a different era. Mm -hmm. Now, he was in the process of doing it at Texas. I mean, the turnaround at Texas from year one to year two was profound. You didn't get to see him finish it because of the stuff that happened. But there's no question that it was happening. Texas in year two was significantly better than Texas was in year one under Chris Beard. This is year one at Ole Miss. He got the job in what middle of May. Um, middle of March, uh, I mean. Middle of March, March 13th. Yeah, it was Caroline's birthday. Um, he, he got it uh, middle of March. And he had three weeks, essentially, to assemble a roster. He didn't finish the roster until sometime in the summer. It was, I mean, you're, you're shopping on the discount racks a little mm -hmm. bit late in the process. You know, you're, you're, you're going to... What's it called? TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not going into the the Rodeo Drive exactly, and and just with an empty you know empty with a full credit card going hey have at it let's do it. It's not like that. So we don't this this team. He said, "Hey, the goal for this team is NCAA tournament." Because I think he would say that if he were fielding a team of you and me and a handful of people yeah. from our chat room here, um, but. This team was never going to be an elite, talented team. That was that's not in the cards. That's not that's not available to you. And so, this team was always going to have weirdness to it. And here we are. I mean, this kind of if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, honestly, hey, give me a, a give me a realistic yet optimistic outlook, I would have said, okay, you really do well in the non-league. Get a couple of steal a couple of games like they did, and then you get into conference play and you find a way to hover around five hundred and maybe just have a night somewhere, and that's still all in the cards. But if you'd have said, "Hey, okay, here's what I here's what I think. I think you can go thirteen and five in the league," I would have said, "Are you out of your freaking mind?" And when people do that and they do it because they they love the they love the school and they love the program and all, and I'm not criticizing that at all, but you're not. You're not viewing that objectively. And there were a few people that did that because they just love it. And I, 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 I 1 million percent respect that. But realistically, realistically, 10 and 8 in the league was as good as you could pretty much ask for. And that's still on the table. Better get to work, though. Uh, you mentioned it last night in, uh, in Nashville. Just a such a dumb game for Texas A&M. They were up one at the break. They lose 74-73. The kid for Vanderbilt comes down and throws up a prayer in the paint falling down kind of around the free throw line, and it floats in, and they win 
74-73 last night uh, in that one. A&M now 6-5 and five in the SEC. I mean, between that and, honestly, the Ole Miss game, just two miss dumb games for the Aggies. Because, look, they didn't get a stop on Ole Miss once they went up seven with five minutes left. Not one. Yep. They didn't get a single stop. They also had a seven-point lead with about five minutes left. So, um, yeah, last night, Vanderbilt 2-9 and nine now, even after the win. The uh, the Lubin kid for Vanderbilt, 25 points. Radford had 17. Uh, the Aggies can fill it up a little bit with Taylor and Radford, but no good last night in Nashville. Again, 6-5, and five, A&M, Vanderbilt 2-9. and nine. And then elsewhere, a game I did not see a single second of. Florida held on uh, and beat LSU 82-80. to 80. They were up 14 at the break and then uh, won by two there late to get the win. And, uh, you know, a ton of credit to I've said I've said this a few times now. A ton of credit to Matt McMahon. They they keep playing hard. They that's that's all you can say for them. But they they do they they have every reason to go. Ah, screw it. Let's get out of here. And they they keep playing. The two games tonight: South Carolina is at Neville Arena to face the Auburn Tigers. Auburn eight and three at home. Uh, eight and three in the SEC at home. South Carolina nine and two in the SEC there with a complete free shot. At, free at shot. Auburn. I mean, just free. sure sounds good. <laughs> Great. When they go to the checkout line tonight, the price is zero. Just yeah, go on. Have come on in. If you get no beat com- by thirty-seven, Lamont Paris walks in smiling and goes, "All right, we'll see you Saturday. Cool, sweet. One hundred percent free shot." And then Tennessee uh, at Arkansas tonight. Vols seven and three in the SEC, Arkansas three and seven. Look, Tennessee's kind of weird. They should be better than they are. Like they they have nights that they just disappear. Well, it's the home road thing. This mm-hmm. is where uh, this is on paper. This is a game where you go, who's better, Tennessee or Arkansas? It's not close. What should this game be? It should be a twenty five point win. If it were in Knoxville, this is a twenty five to thirty point Tennessee win, and Arkansas looks like what Arkansas has looked like for most of the season. But the game being in Bud Walton. Where if they get any juice at all and Tennessee does the weird road thing that they've done a few times, who knows? I mean, if I'm if I'm uh, Rick Barnes, I think they're probably staying at the graduate in Fayetteville. I'm every room is playing a replay of Vanderbilt, <laughs> Texas. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's funny, I mean, I, I you see this with kids and these guys are kids. When, when you think you're going to win and you kind of take another team just a shade lightly, you are setting yourself up, and it is so hard not to. It is. So who knows? I mean, I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee, because of how tough they defend, I think, I think they beat Arkansas 12 to 15 points tonight. But, I mean, look, again, I just look at Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and go – in this, in this era and the way the league's built and stuff, anything, anything's kind of possible. Auburn is an 11.5-point favorite at home against South Carolina, and Tennessee is an 8.5-point favorite on the road at Arkansas tonight, if you'd like to throw a little money on the game. 8.5, yeah. I don't hate laying the 8.5, but it's road. It's road teams are, road teams are weird. Well, this will be tomorrow's conversation, but I'm just looking ahead for a second. Uh, two 
pretty interesting games on Saturday. One, Florida can go into Athens and win a game and move to eight and four in the SEC and kind of lock up their tournament berth yeah. um, at that point. And then Kentucky is at Auburn at five o'clock on ESPN on Saturday. So otherwise, yeah. it's kind of a crappy slate. But there are those two games. Um, you say Missouri at Ole Miss on Saturday night is not national. I'm saying it's not putting the asses in the seats nationally. No, I don't think that's the one everybody's going to lock could, in on and go. Is there any way we could move that to noon? Do you think we could – is there any way we could get that moved up seven and a half hours? Well, like, I kind of want to go to the basketball game, and Ole Miss is playing a baseball doubleheader during that. Um, so, I'm trying to figure out – although it's not on television. Um, they're only tele, you know they're only streaming the opener. So <laughs> You can't watch it. I can be like Archie back in the day, put the headset on, sitting in the pavilion with the with the radio going, with the the big the big headphones, the the, the, the deals hanging out. You know, I, I don't I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but what happens on Saturday, assuming nobody gets hurt, what happens on Saturday in Hawaii is going to have zero point zero percent on Ole Miss's baseball fortunes this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's two seven inning games. What I don't know is the schedule says five and eight thirty. I don't know if it's legitimately five and eight thirty or if it's just forty five minutes after the conclusion of the first game because that would help me a lot on what time a zoom would be yeah. at the conclusion of the second game. That's kind of the the the, the issue on that. But my guess is that zoom's not a minute before eleven o'clock. You think so? Yeah. I Bare minimum, I can do that zoom from the parking garage if I went to the basketball game. Oh, no, 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 9, 11 o'clock. No, I'm good. I'll be well, well home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, dude, I mean, if it takes you that long to get back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, all right, let's see. Football yesterday. Again, ESPN still willing to pay a ton of money for whatever is, is, is football-related, be it the NFL or uh, college football. ESPN and the college football playoff are in ing- an agreement Six years, $7.8 billion that will make the network the home of the 12-team tournament through the 2031-2032 season once CFP leaders sort out the specifics of how the postseason's new era will operate. The interesting part about that is there's no guarantee that the format looks anything like what today's format is in seven or eight years. So this is going to be a pretty flexible document as far as what's paid and where and all that kind of stuff. Uh, ESPN has two years remaining on its current deal, which carries an average payment of $608 million per year and includes the semifinals and championship. This six-year extension will cost $1.3 billion per year, the price at which an ESPN news story previously reported the network is discussing a new deal with the CFP. So, yeah. You told me there would be no math. I did. I I don't I don't know how you can lay out two terrible. Maybe I've been watching too much Suits. Um, I don't know how what you we, can. What are we talking about? I don't know how you can put a document out right now that's truly binding over us over a system that is so much in flux. Well, and also what I found interesting, and I don't know if ESPN will do this, but they have the ability to essentially sublease as many games as they want as well. They can sell games to other networks. They take over the the bargaining power rights or however you want to put it. You know, I keep coming back to this. I I, I don't understand logically, and I realize we're talking about college athletics, which means you throw a lot of logic out the window, but I don't understand logically what's in this for the SEC and the Big Ten. Why are What's in it for them to play nice? Why are they sharing 
part of their launch. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You feel sorry for the little boy down the t- table so you throw him your chips? I mean, I, okay. But you don't and have the to. fact that they're still including the other conferences even in their championship. Well, in all the revenues. I mean, you could do this alone. You could pull away and just do this. And I'm sure if Keith Carter's listening to this, he's like, you idiot. It's nowhere close to that simple. And I, I acknowledge that. Sure. But, but in, in, in that acknowledgement, I would then turn around and go, yeah, but why not? I kind of would love to hear the explanation for why not. And I know you there is. Re- you, you would remove the national championship thing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, what do we call the when the Atlanta Braves win the World Series? We say world champions. We they did. didn't beat anybody from Japan. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't go to. So uh, you're saying the winner of the SEC Big Ten Conference could just say national champions, and nobody really would give a shit. I think they could say world champions and okay. universal champions, galactic champions. No one, who, 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 okay. yeah, who, I mean, pardon my French for a minute, but who effing cares? Yeah. Take the money and do your thing. I mean, I don't know. I just find the whole thing to be. This deal would give ESPN <laughs> control over nearly every Division One college sports championship outside of the men's basketball tournament. Uh, new eight-year, $920 million contract between the ESPN and NCAA it gives the network the rights to 40 championships, including the women's tournament, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Greg Zanke had a quote somewhere. I'm looking for it now. Well, we've got two more years on a 12-year cycle and then an important conversation about the future, he told The Athletic. We look at that independently. That's not of what we announced with the advisory group with the Big Ten. We're certainly interested in continuing the playoff, but there's work to do. In other words, if, if Sankey were in the room when I asked that stupid question, after he got through telling me what an idiot I was, he would say, now, on the other hand. Yeah. That's. 
to throw That's you funny a about his quotes is, is, is Seki has the two different clauses in every quote where the first one goes, no, 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 we're, we're really interested in the way this thing is. And he goes, you know, there's a lot of work to do. I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah. That contract's got some problems we hadn't quite sorted out yet. But hey, 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 we're, we're, we're all in. We're, 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 we're cool. Yeah, it, it literally would be, Neil, you're an idiot and a simpleton. But now that I've humbled you... <sighs> So here's the, you know, I mean, like yeah, Grind yeah. makes a point in the, and Grind makes a point in the thread, and he's exactly right in the chat. He's he's 100% right. FSU went undefeated and won the ACC. And the CFP kicked them to the curb, his words. He's right. What's today? February the 14th? It is. Valentine's it's, Day. It's been less than two months. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to all who observe. It's been less than two months. And nobody thinks about it anymore. You ask a hundred people, hey, who was the champion? Michigan. Nobody went. You know, Florida State has just gotten in. There's uh, no no one's gnashing their teeth over that. Maybe it's the people in Tallahassee. But that's it. Nobody else cares. Nobody in any Big Ten school or any SEC school is worked up still about Florida State. At all. So, I mean, I, like we're doing this thing about, hey, which SEC schools are being, uh, you know, overhyped, undersold? Which Big Ten teams are being overhyped, undersold? So, I'm going to throw one at you, okay? Yep. 12, yep. Team, 12 team playoff. Let's say Georgia, Texas, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Tennessee all make it. Okay. okay? That's five. Say so Ohio State makes it. Uh, Penn State makes it. Okay. And then give me two more Big Ten teams. I don't care. You you pick. Whatever. Whoever makes you happy, go for it. That's not Oregon and Michigan, if you didn't say okay. already. Cool. Great. Oregon and Michigan, they're in. How many is that? Nine out of the twelve. Okay. There will be some people out there going, that's too much. Do you think that's too much? Because I don't think it's too much. I'm cool with it. Like, sure. I don't care if you fill out the rest of it and add LSU to the mix and throw in three more Big Ten teams, and let's just play this damn thing. I, I mean, what difference does it make? So. At Oklahoma instead of LSU, there's there's six SEC teams. If half of the if half of the playoff is SEC, are you upset about it? Well, I'm I, not. And I think, And I think in some ways most of that's possible because it's them and then let's say Utah, whoever the hell comes out of the ACC, and then one more. I guess you got to have that champion thing, whatever. Because look, here's the thing: I mean, you do the group of five thing, right? Where whoever that group of five team is, and and they're they're cute stories. But if you made any one of those group of five teams play an SEC schedule or a Big Ten schedule, they'd have multiple losses, and we wouldn't be talking about them. So why do we throw them in? For the sake, and here's my question: For the sake of what? You're going to a pro model in the NFL. They don't go well. You know what? The Panthers were kind of cute at the end of the season, and they have this young team. Let's put them in. Let's in, make, make sure that Cinderella gets an invitation to the ball. Why? I mean, is there a reason? What's the justification for why we do it this way? It's, it's why if I'm the SEC and I'm the Big Ten, I go back to my conversation where Greg and, and Keith are making fun of me for being an idiot. I would keep coming back to the simple question where they'd finally throw me out of the room, or I'm like, but why? Why do you feel compelled to have the group of five team in? Why? There's 
no world where one of those teams is truly one of the best 12 teams. And it does look like that's a guarantee because it looks like they're going to this five plus seven model, which means five conference champions are automatically in the next best seven at large teams, which limits it where both the big 10 and the sec have a hard time getting their full allotment in just by yes. virtue of so, the, of the, of the numbers. So if I'm in the room negotiating, but why am I, why am I giving you this? What's, you're hurting. What's, you're knocking out Ole Miss, Missouri, Penn State, Iowa, who the hell ever for SMU or Tulane. Right. For, in the spirit of what? Amateurism? I mean, aren't we past that? In the, so, I would, again, I would, I, at this point, I feel like I'm gaining some momentum in my conversation with, and I'm sure they would say, hey, you're, you're watching Suits. Maybe you should pay some attention to the legal part of Suits. I mean, there's contract stuff here, and I'd be like, okay, cool. But I'd still go back to this. Why? Why are you, why are you giving that Big, big of a piece of the cake away. Because it feels like it's just charity. Yeah, you, you, it is at this point. When, when the ACC champion's undefeated, it doesn't get in, and it's a program with a national title in the last 15 years. And you've got these two leagues that are just carrying all the revenue. It is charity. Completely. So I, I, don't, I don't understand that charitable donation necessarily. I mean, is it to feel good? Is it for a tax write-off? I mean, what is it? I mean, yeah, there's zero, 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 zero. Austin makes a good point. There was zero chance that Liberty was going to run through a college football playoff bracket. No, zero, one hundred percent. So you're putting, you're, you're, you're inviting Cinderella to the ball because it makes you feel good, not because she belongs. And it rewards the fifth place team. You didn't get a buy, but you get the group of five. Okay. That's it. I mean, but my that that's yeah. it's going to give an automatic win to the best Big Ten or SEC team that did not make the playoff. And if I'm a TV, if I'm TV people, I'm pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want Liberty at my game. I don't want to have to broadcast Liberty at USC. I don't. Because what are the odds? The odds are it looks like the Liberty game against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Because now in a playoff setting, you you eliminate the possibility that the other team just doesn't care. You throw that out the window. You're going to get a motivated power five, power four, power two team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to beat their ass. And so the TV people in the second quarter are going to be talking about, hey, well, hey, coming up later today on ESPN. No, I mean, you know what I mean? They're, you're, throwing, you're throwing away you, – you, you're – you're losing eyeballs in the second half of that game. Yeah. Because when it's 34 to 3 at the half, Chase, unless you're emotionally engaged, you're not watching. No, you're done. I didn't I didn't watch it working in Liberty past whatever it was. There's no doubt about that. A little more football coming up in a uh, in a second. Before we do that, we'll tell you about Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They have seven different flavors. Actually, they have eight now. They have soy ginger out. It is their uh, latest offering. It's great with a bocce and a lot of uh, dishes similar to that. Give it a shot. Give uh, the New Orleans Stop Barbecue. It's their most popular option. A shot. I like the signature as well. And we're going to make it easy for you because we're going to let you get five pouches or more, 25% off with code RG when you do that. They deliver directly to your door. They make it easy. Fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with prime shrimp for restaurant-quality shrimp. Again, delivered straight to your door. So five pouches, code RG at PropShrimp.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, part of Virtuoso. Worldwide network of travel partners allows John to supply his clients with uh, added values and unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. Um, just get in touch with him. 
All you gotta do, give him a um, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's gonna give you some options, and uh, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. 901-494-3387 or J Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Opa's the perfect place to plan your uh, company dinner, your festive party event. It can accommodate uh, up to 200 guests. Fabulous food, great craft libations at Opa. Also, if you're coming in for a weekend, baseball, basketball, whatever the case may be, uh, make Opa a part of your weekend. You'll be glad that you did. Contact them at 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. If you are on the job hunt, uh, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, and more. They've got it. They can help you. It's always free for the candidates. You've got nothing to lose. 662-832-5138 or check out their uh, website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Uh, schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran who owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands, 100% free. Nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or at 404-973-9901. I was looking through Twitter for something, and uh, I see Jeffrey and uh, Calkins are doing the uh, sex sexual therapy day today with it being Valentine's Day on the show. No one's stopping you, Parham. I'm good. No, thanks. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Um <laughs> it, it would need to be a call-in show, though. You yeah. need people to be able to call in, and like, I, I, I will credit anyone who goes, "Hey, look, my name's Joe, and here we go." Like without some voice changer or something. I mean, the the, the NPW Digital Rebel Grove world is still a pretty small ecosystem. They get a sexual therapist on, and 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 get, just kind of discuss issues. Uh, yeah, it's the same one every time. It is uh, Jennifer Volley. She is an AASECT certified sex therapist, instructor, and sexual health advocate. So, uh, that is correct. Um, okay. I checked her Twitter, and uh, she still has pinned the interview with Calkins from last year. If anybody would like to, to listen, it's up there. And then uh, she put a link in for an, an, a, a USA Today story that says erection shockwave therapy may help with, and I can't see the rest of it. So I'm assuming that was going to say erectile dysfunction, but I'm I'm guessing there at the rest of the, that probably the headlines. Is, Based off context clues, that's where we're going to go with that. As we, probably uh, a safe bet. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I'll ask Jeffrey tomorrow how that, uh, how that went today on the uh, on 92.9 ESPN. You sending a big... Couple dozen roses to the workplace. Yeah, we, um, no, um, I, I, I got that. 
Well, like the the rose of the workplace is for everybody else to see. It is a competition. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is what that that is what that is. That is that is not the move if you're actually doing something fairly heartfelt uh, for the for the occasion. Laura that is would, a pissing contest. Is what that Laura is. Would leave work early, come home, and kick my ass. <laughs> she would kick me directly in the right knee, drop me to the ground, and then just pummel me for spending the money on that right now. Here's some chocolates and three dozen roses so you win the office today. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just. <laughs> and I know some dude out there is wanting to get mad, cause he, but he's nodding along who did this today and went, I know, yeah. but I had to. Yeah. I mean. There were, there were some not-so-subtle clues that I better get with it today with the, with the office. Yeah. So, I get it. Sally's going to get this. Don't leave me hanging. Apparently yesterday was Galentine's Day, and then today is Valentine's Day. So, yeah, we... we, What is Galentine's, where they send it to each other? Yeah, is that... I mean, I'll ask for any four percenters in the thread. Is is that strictly for single females, or is that just celebrating female friendship in general? I do not know the definition of it, but I saw... uh, I saw social media filled with with some Galentine's Day things uh, things yesterday. So anyway, I don't know how I got there. Um, Ole Miss kind of spent another day just getting tons of football accolades yesterday. You've got uh, Lane retweeting. I guess it was on three. It was talking about teams most likely to make the college football playoff or actually win the national championship. They were on a national championship list mm-hmm. from could have been twenty four seven or on three or somebody. Uh, yesterday, and then even I saw—I think I saw Luke mention this in the very opening. I saw it too. The story in the Athletic, the Pulse, the newsletter every morning. They opened that college football story with the uh, the money given to the CFP with this paragraph: the first Game of Thrones season cost HBO about fifty-five million dollars to produce. Soon, ESPN could essentially be paying twice that for a Utah Ole Miss quarterfinal alone. So that was their uh, their lead into into that story i mean broken record and we'll talk about it for seven more months but it's playoffs or bust it's literally everyone is predicting Ole Miss to go to the playoffs i mean there is no disrespect so far i mean i i'm sure lane has someone in the office that is being instructed find it well my favorite part and it's like the coach that needs to promote his program while still following his thing so he can say it is it's, I'm going to put the rat poison emoji, but I'm going to quote tweet it. I'm going to get it out there. Like, hey, 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 here, let me send it to my hundreds of thousands of followers. But, hey, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear that shit. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Attention stop, stop. transfer portal. Attention transfer portal. And yes, so it, exactly. We are a playoff team. Repeat, yes. we are a playoff team. But then what you have to put out in the real world is rat poison. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, your, to your current team, do not read this. Yeah, it's it's. I get it, and I get where he's coming from. When I'm not making fun of Lane at all. I 100% agree with his strategy here. But look, they're gonna if if it is going to be one of the most interesting stories of the summer and the fall is teams like Ole Miss that don't have the recent playoff pedigree. Ole Miss has never been to the playoffs. That's a fair statement. Usually, can kind of steer into the. No one really believes in us. We're cute. We're fuzzy. No. No, people are talking about you as the debate is, should I put Ole Miss fifth or sixth in my bo- on my poll? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, so if getting pick sixth is going to be the great disrespect, okay, okay, good. I mean, if you can turn that into that, I, good for you. But, I mean, there's none of that, man. I mean, that does not exist in this world this year. It's, I mean, Chase, I, I legitimately believe, based on just kind of watching some of the stuff and talking to a few people, I'm doing a couple of interviews tomorrow about Ole Miss football in February with people. I think they're going to open the season somewhere between fifth and seventh in the in the AP poll and the coaches poll. I think everyone's going to pick them to to make the playoff. Literally everyone. I think it's going to be close to a hundred percent. And I think there are going to be legitimate media slash football people who are going to predict Ole Miss either playing for or winning the national title. There is not going to be a ton of disrespect. I mean, Georgia, if you talk to Georgia people, they're like, yeah, our schedule's really hard, man. We've got to, you know, we got to go to Alabama. We've got to go to Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, Austin's I'm, right. Ole Miss would have made the playoff four times in the last 10 years in this model. Yeah. Yeah. But in all four of those years, I don't know how many times Ole no. Miss would have been preseason predicted no, no, no. the playoff. Maybe so one, that, maybe 15. Maybe. That's the difference. Frankly, they've been predicted in 16 before it all went to hell. Yeah, I mean, like last year, the only people who truly predicted a 10-2 and two season and an and a access bowl were the type of people who always predicted. I'm not saying they don't count, but you got to take their predictions. with. It'd be like me picking the Cubs to win the World Series every year. And then finally win, you go, see? And it's like, okay, see? great. Yeah. yeah, okay, you don't get credit for that. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's – to me, it's interesting. It's it's a it is something inside of a program, but I don't know that it really matters anymore with so many transfer portal guys and all that stuff. But you know, you're when you're not used to as a program getting the preseason hype that a Georgia or an Alabama gets. And here's the thing: like when you go to Wake Forest, it's, you're a big game. You're a big game. That was a big game at Tulane last year. They were ready to play you. They were ready to get you. You. They were up for you. And now, like, you're even bigger. When you go to, where are their trips? Florida, Arkansas. Uh, LSU. That's not Carolina. LSU's going to be ready to, to storm that's the That's going to be a 5-0 Ole Miss team in Columbia, South Carolina that day that's ranked fourth in the country. Yeah, and they're going to be ready to, to storm the field if they beat you. That, you're, you're a, you are going to feel what Alabama feels year after year, what Georgia has felt of, of late. And there is a pressure to that. And, think and there's a a maturity that is required from that. I think Ole Miss was up to fourth in 2009 when that night that night in Columbia happened. But I would I would lay 12 to 14 points with this team against that 2009 team right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just not even in the same uh, thing. I have a question back in the stream, and I'll make sure I tell the podcast people because I know sometimes they get annoyed when I answer stream questions without explaining. Um, Hardman says, first time I'm taking my wife out to eat on Valentine's Day in our entire relationship. Why this year? What year is it in your relationship and your marriage, and why now? I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, no judgment. I'm just, just kind of wondering. Um, the Egg Bowl has a chance to be nasty if State has a pulse. I just don't know what they're going to have left at that point if Ole Miss is the way we believe Ole Miss to be, and it's in Oxford and just. I don't know. That feels a little, little tough to get to for me. Yeah, people are going to do the Lebby Kiffin thing and stuff, but by then there's going to be a lot of football played. I just don't know. 
I'm having a hard time drumming up a lot of drama for that one. I mean, you're going to have the the in-state media all week going, Ole Miss is trying to get the playoff, and State can get bowl eligible with the win. It's like, okay. Is there a world where State could be the ultimate spoiler that, that night? Sure. Sure. There's your story. I mean, if you're looking for some drama, that's it. Because, look, but, if Ole Miss isn't in position to make the playoff that night, Ole Miss isn't going to give a damn about the Egg Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Again, it's playoffs or bust. I don't think there's – you and I were having a conversation about something completely different, and you, you talked about how there's no middle ground, and that's the problem, you know, with what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's the interesting part of this year is there. I don't think there's a middle ground, man. I don't think it exists. I, I think I think it's either you're in the playoffs and you're in the national title picture, and and everything is awesome, or it is a disaster. Because if I tell if I tell a hundred Ole Miss fans. Hey, uh, talk to the football gods. You're going eight and four. They're devastated. It will be the worst you've ever felt about an eight and four in your history. Yeah, it would. Eight and four will feel like four and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Further proof: If I told a hundred Ole Miss fans you go nine and three, and you go to the Citrus Bowl, the the amount of letdown would be. Yeah, you beat all the teams you thought you were going to beat, but you lost to Oklahoma, Georgia, and LSU. Yeah, there you go. You lost to Oklahoma, Georgia, and LSU. You won the other nine. You won the Egg Bowl. You're going to the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like, uh, God, that's that's so disappointing. There you are. Yeah. There's your there's your answer. That there is no middle ground. Yeah. Hit a couple of random uh, sports topic after the break, but quickly. Uh, G and M Pharmacy that's on South Lamar in Oxford. Also, Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Uh, they will be your uh, community pharmacy. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSaint. Fee prescriptions the same day, same time each month, and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it from G&M or Tyson Drugs. And again, I know it's February, but uh, flu still lingering, some RSV going around as well. You can still get those uh, vaccines by appointment. Makes getting in and out super easy. Give them a call to schedule 662-236-2222 for G&M or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Southern Traditions Farms, a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Uh, Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced to competing at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, corporate outings. Um, parties, that kind of thing. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I'll have a mailbag up later today. It's presented by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously. So call and ask Art how. 612-805-5929 or email him at arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. I still keep wanting to think about the old A's manager when you do that. I can't help it. it, Every single time I go, yeah, Art Howe. Literally picture Art Howe in my head every single time. (laughs) My problem is I actually picture the actor from Moneyball, not – the yeah. actual person is my right. problem when I'm when I'm when I'm doing that. Um, so, uh, strange story out of the NBA. This Knicks Rockets thing where they are uh, they have protested the uh, the result from the other night. Are you caught up uh, on this? No. 
at all? No. Really? Not any. I, look, I'm getting been, an I'm getting an NBA news thing on you. Okay. Yeah, it's been been a busy yeah. 48 hours. So, all right, I'll read it here. Uh, catch everybody up because you're they're probably with you to some degree. The Knicks are filing a protest to dispute Monday's 105-103 loss to the Rockets. With the score tied at 103, uh, Aaron Holiday chucked up a prayer three-pointer with .3 seconds remaining. Referee uh, Jason Goble ruled it a foul on Knicks guard Jalen Brunson for running into the shooter. Holiday connected on two of the three free-throw attempts to win the game for Houston. After the buzzer, the crew chief, Ed Malloy, admitted in an interview that uh, Brunson made incidental contact and play should not have been called a foul. Had the whistle not sounded, the Knicks and Rockets would have gone into overtime, tied 103. After seeing it during a post-game review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position, blah, 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 shouldn't have been called. So here's what the Knicks are doing. They said the goal would be to continue the game. If the Knicks win the protest, New York and Houston would meet again to play a five-minute overtime period. Rumblings that the Knicks were considering a protest began as soon as the buzzer was sounded on Monday in Houston, but winning a protest requires more than just an admission of an incorrect call, even if the call decides the final outcome. A team must prove that officials misapplied a rule, which means for the Knicks to have a chance, they have to show that Monday's referees gaffe, not just conventionally. They would compare the final play of regulation to the last one of the first half when a similar play occurred. In that instance, Dante uh, DeVince, I don't know, whatever his name is. DeVincenzo. Yeah, sure. Rose for a deep three-pointer before the buzzer sounded. When Holiday, who rushed to close out on him, clipped his leg, they called a three-shot foul. But they had to go to the monitor to see if there was time on the clock when the foul occurred. Once they established a fraction remained, the Rockets challenged the foul, won the challenge, eliminated the foul on Holiday, and got the refs to change the call to a foul on DeVincio, whatever his name is, who stuck his leg out on the play. They argued that it wasn't much different, blah, 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 and the way the time changed, blah, 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 blah. The interesting deal here is that it's very unlikely they win the appeal, and it also takes a ton of manpower. They said that, that I was reading a couple of different articles that said a lot of the reasons why is, yeah, it's a $10,000 fee no matter what. Just to protest is 10000 bucks, which is whatever to an NBA owner. But beyond that, it's a lot of legal work. Like, it takes hours that just makes no sense most of the time. Um, so they have found it interesting that they've decided to die on this hill in this spot, but should yeah. they persevere and win, it would be an extra overtime period. And that'd be it when the two teams get together. The Knicks are playing really well. I get it. They probably were the winners of the NBA trade deadline, but I mean, here's the moral of the story. The Rockets suck. Don't play them close. You're not going to win. You're not, I don't. Doesn't sound like they're going to win the cha- the challenge. So I don't know. Are you doing this because you want the you want the team and the coaching staff to feel like the front office supports you? Sure. And Maybe that's think, worth the ten thousand bucks, and you go sure. Yeah, I mean the ten thousand dollars is like you or me paying a dollar, like whatever. Okay, sure here. Um, but I don't know. Someone said uh, they wanted us to talk about it, and I haven't had a chance to look it up, that the Warriors, turns out, tried to trade for LeBron James at the deadline. I have not seen this at all. I have to, we'll have to look for that and maybe talk about it tomorrow or something I, with Jeffrey. I, I, have not, I have not seen that either. I have not. Oh, it's from ESPN. Yeah, we'll hit this in more detail, uh, but I'll read the quick nut graph and the lead. Over a clandestine 24-hour window prior to the deadline on Thursday that included owner-to-owner conversations, the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron James to consider a trade. 
to pair him with longtime rival Steph Curry. Sources told ESPN, the Warriors were eager to present a package deal to L.A., but neither the Lakers nor James were willing to explore a potential blockbuster, even at 39, playing NBA level, blah, 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 blah. So, yes. Yeah, the Warriors are trying to somehow cobble together one final one final stand. And I admire them for it. And they've been a lot better since Draymond Green came back as a focused player. And the Lakers, bless them, there's moments when the Lakers look like the deal, and then there's a lot of moments where they don't. And they play in a conference where I just don't think it's possible. Yeah, it feels like a reach right now, for just being real honest. Yeah, and but if you're the Lakers and you you trade LeBron, you're you're waving the white towel to, to your fans, and yet at the same time they could I don't know what the package would have been. How much longer is he doing this? I mean, the, for the longest time, the rumor was he just wanted to make it long enough to play a season with Bronny. But that feels weird right now. It does. It feels off right now. Lee, he's still very productive as a 39 year old player. But I, I, LeBron and I have not sat down and talked about, hey, hey man, how much longer do you want to <laughs> do that? You know, don't you want to go enjoy your family a little bit? <laughs> Last time we talked, it was about, hey, what, how do you, what do you do with Valentine's Day? And we kind of got into that whole thing, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about his NBA future. The worst part of Valentine's Day is the prefix menu. It's the worst part. Yeah, you can't even I, order the regular menu. You, you, you're you like, hey, we're going to go to this restaurant, and then here's the whatever. I can't just order. Yeah, I told Laura this morning, I'm like, hey, it's just the two of us tonight. You want to grill something or whatever? And she's so still dejected that she's like, I don't know. I don't really care. You know, nothing. In other words, Neil, there's nothing you can do tonight that's going to make me happy. So let's just. Let's just not. Let's just not. Let's just get something out of the freezer and thaw it out and put it in the oven and be done. Yeah, I get it. I'm kind of in the same mode. I'm a little weird because I don't like a holiday prefix menu like that, but I do like a tasting menu where I just sit down and you feed me. Like if I trust you as a chef, like sure, sure, sure. bring whatever it is that 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 you got, and we'll we'll go with it. But those are two completely different things to me for uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I have this for tomorrow just in case we need it, and we'll kind of close here. Um, NFL power rankings going into next season. I'm not getting into that. We haven't even had free agency, nothing. But it's the NFL. It's 365 days a year. What I did find interesting was that um, the Bills are at number seven in there because they don't have as much money. Josh Allen has gotten into his expensive tenure now. And his uh, cap hit is going to, uh, let's see, from $18 million to $47 million for Josh Allen next year. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a jump. Little uh, probably similar to what the Bengals will deal with with Burrow, right? A big cap. That is hit. correct. You know, so. and, and and this is this is the way that we operate. Um, we are a franchise that can't get out of its own way, can't decide what window we're in or not in, and we kept Dennis Allen as a coach. Is the Bills? This is a quote from the Athletic: The Bills already fifty-one million are over the twenty twenty-four cap, which is second to last ahead of who else? The number twenty-eight Saints. We still have the worst cap situation in the NFL. For like the 19th straight year. And if you're not willing to hit the reset button, you'll always have it. We are the, we, we just keep applying for more credit cards. Just 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 keep maxing those bad boys out. It doesn't matter. That's You know, what if I move this debt to this card? Yeah. I mean, 
Hold on Who a minute. Says- so, so 24 months, I get no interest on that card. It will max that yeah. puppy out. <laughs> yeah. Now, now after 24, 30- but, yeah, it's 38% <laughs> after that. But hey, that's 24 months. I mean, hey, I mean, <laughs> who's, have you heard about climate change? I mean, the world could blow up in the next two years. I mean, we won't even have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they say New Orleans is going to fall into the ocean. I mean, yeah. won't be our problem. The fact that Mickey Loomis has a GM of the year trophy in his office <laughs> yes. is one of the more amazing things ever. So, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in those Warriors uh, tonight, nine o'clock Central on ESPN, you got clips at Warriors for an NBA game tonight. Probably the uh, probably the best game of the night. There's not a ton around college sports. I mean, sorry, pro sports tonight. No. So it's a it's a pretty pretty light day. So. Uh, two days away from baseball again, ten thirty-five Central PM on streaming through ESPN Plus. If you're not out there on the island on a Friday night, again radio the rest of the weekend. Uh, I believe because there there are basketball games in Hawaii and they don't have enough cameras to do multiple sports, so the cameras will shift over to their conference basketball games the rest of the uh, the weekend following Friday Friday night. Um, I wonder if Ole Miss was pushy and like, we'll just bring cameras. Is that is that 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 cool? Like, we, we can. I mean, it's a thought. You know, just just saying. Uh, they were leaving early this morning. Saw pictures of the bus pulling out sometime before daylight to uh, fly out there. Again, as we said earlier in the week, they're going to do some snorkeling tomorrow and then Pearl Harbor on Friday prior to uh, playing on Friday evening. So that seven thirty, Ole Miss, Mizzou, Saturday night from the Pavilion. Rebels lost three straight after that loss to Kentucky. Last night at Rupp Arena. So uh, that's what's going on. We will have coverage at Herbal Grove of all those different things. And then we will talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.